Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP Ink and Toner Cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Are you blind or visually impaired? Are you seeking a job? Well, Industries for the Blind is dedicated to hiring people just like you. Just go to IBMILW.com slash careers and find out how you can become part of our wonderful team of blind and visually impaired professionals. That's IBMILW.com slash careers. Hey, everybody. You are listening to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo in the studio with Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. How are you? You know what? It's another week, and we're going to have fun with today's show. We are. It's actually a continuation of last week's show about... Are we having Brian back again? Yes, our friend he Brian. He was awesome. Back. I have done so much research about World Access for the Blind within this last week, just um, listening to the TED Talk that they were featured in and just doing you know, a little bit more digging, and I'm fascinated by this topic, so I, I think it's great that Brian's joining us again. Well, and Brian is going to talk a little bit about flash sonar. What is flash sonar, Danielle? Flash sonar is a way for blind people to kind of get sharper image of the world around them. He says it way better. He says it way better. You know (laughs) what? Let's hear it directly from Brian Bushway. Let's dial him up. Hello, this is Brian. Hey, Brian, it's Danielle and Harley with Blind Living Radio. Hey, it's great to talk to you guys again. Yeah, you too. Hope you had a good week. Oh, it was fabulous. You got Danielle so excited last week, she won't stop talking about flash sonar. (laughs) All she does is talk about flash sonar. I think she's watched every video on your website, and she's talking my ear off. It's pretty cool. Did Did you get a chance to see the TED Talk? Yes, and that that TED Talk was just, it, it floored me. Like, I've been sharing it with everybody, and, oh, you've got to see this, you've got to check this out. So that's it's great that it's out there. It was such a great opportunity for our organization to have that platform to share Flash Sonar as a navigational tool. What is the response from the, the blind and the sighted community? Is everyone you talk to shocked, amazed, and very excited like Danielle? <laughs> Or do you have some people that go, eh, it doesn't work? There's always mixed sort of emotions and feelings and thoughts and opinions. Side people usually think this is pretty cool and awesome and are usually intrigued to want to, like, learn this. What they can learn to see with sound. And blind people, they're often already using echolocation at passive levels and at basic levels. And usually just miss amount of information usually people who have something sort of negative to say about it or they say it it doesn't really work. But for those who are motivated and who are encouraged and sort of want more, this becomes a great asset and great tool to their to their life. Well, even when we were talking last week, my first reaction was, Oh, it's scary. Yeah. But the thing is is it's not really scary because when a person uses the tongue clip, makes the flash sonar signal, they actually have more awareness. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not scary because we have our canes or a person has their guide dog, but they're using their hearing to listen into that third dimension, out into the distance, into that external world. It's that 
physical external world where we participate socially. That's sort of the visual world is that external world. And if blind people have greater preview of their environment, they have more fluid, smoother travel experiences. I mean, I remember learning with my cane, and your cane would get all caught up on this and that really up close. And before you know it, you're like lost and confused in a five-foot space. And you're like, this is impossible. What? And then you start learning other techniques, ways to listen. Usually, you know, for me, it was a big deal to learn that, oh, man, you know, the skill set that I was learning in institutions or the skill set that I was learning in school. I mean, those, it was just the beginning. There was so much more that I still had to practice. You know, an hour of mobility a week wasn't enough for me to get to the level of like independence and freedom of travel where I wanted to go. I wanted to be able to walk into an unfamiliar environment and feel comfortable and confident that I could make a mental map on my own. And it got me off like the fixed route sort of bit. Fixed roots were great. It was nice. But then there were so many times in my life where I found myself when I was younger with teenagers, all of a sudden your friends, they're just like, they're running away and they're off. And now here I am. So having to rely and be so dependent on other people, I found socially got confusing sometimes. My friends were making, you know, if we were sort of teasing each other and there's that fun little social uh, play, I wanted the power to be like, no, I don't take this. I'm walking away. And I'm confident that I could move and get to where I need to go and make a statement and click and find me an echo of the hallway and walk down the center of the hallway because people love to put stuff all up along the sides. So sometimes being able to walk down the center of the hallway is the easiest thing to do. Danielle is totally agreeing with you right now. She's totally shaking her head. Absolutely. And then it's kind of cool because you can be cruising down that hallway and you can give a little scan your head and give a little click to the left, a little click to the right, and you can actually hear which wall you're closer to. Oh, I'm closer to the wall on the right. Hmm, well, I want to be more in the middle. And so you can use your hearing to even find your alignment and positioning walking down a hallway. So, okay. mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, but I'm just, I'm kind of pumped up about this. So how would I learn? Is there a class that I can take or how would I, how would I get training on this? Yeah, the first step is go to the website, worldaccessfortheblind.org, start watching our videos, start getting familiar with the material there, send us an email, and then we either do one-on-one training. If there's a large group of people in an area, we try to organize a, a group workshop, and then we also do a lot of professional development. So perhaps in your area, there could have been an instructor that has into one of those professional development workshops and understands how to sort of implement this flash sonar and perceptual development. So the reason why we talk about perceptual development is because if a person can perceive what is around them, if we can stand in one place and and be able to give a couple clicks and go, oh, I hear there's an obstacle over to my right. I hear that there's more of an open space to the left. I now then have freedom of choice, what type of skill or what type of an adaptive strategy I'm going to use now to interact and move around my environment. So a lot of times it's like looking before leaping, it's clicking before moving. Because before we move, we click, and now we have size and shape of rooms. 
right? This world of fuzzy geometry. So corners, sound triangulates in corners. So when you walk into a room, you can learn to recognize what corners sound like. And then if you're at a restaurant and your table is sort of in the middle of a restaurant, you can give a couple quiet clicks and nobody knows. Only the blind people are hearing the click. Sighted people are distracted by all these shiny things in the room that they have no idea what's going on in the auditory world. So that's not even a concern. And then if any sighted person, they've already seen the dog or the white cane who has been plenty of attention already. So for me as a person, I say, you know what? I might as well have just more information of where I am in the room in case I need to get up for any reason. And so you can sort of whip room sizes, a couple clicks, you can sort of be your own personal GPS and find your position in that room. I'm kind of excited. Harley, do you think we should um, watch those videos? I think you've already watched most of the videos, Danielle, because that's all you talk about. But before we come back to Brian, why don't we take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, come back, because I know you have at least one more question for Brian. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a break. From World Access for the Blind Organization, I'm Harley Thomas. And I'm Danielle Crapo. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after a word from Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, the official sponsor of Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio, dedicated to enhancing the blind and visually impaired community while enlightening and educating others. BlindLivingRadio.com. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo in the studio with Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. We are on the phone with Brian Bushway from World Access for the Blind. Hey, Brian, welcome back. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. So... We're talking flash sonar. We're talking echolocation. Flash, flash. There you go. He just totally wrote your new slogan. Just flash, flash. There it is. Flash, flash. <laughs> and the flash is important. There's a reason why we call it flash sonar because that tongue click acts as almost like a flash on a camera. It provides oh. just more clarity and more detail. So it's flash sonar. We've talked about this so- before. I can tell. <laughs> You know, it's, it was so revolution, revolutionary in my life as a teenager because when I, like, learned this and started clicking and started being able just to, to move around more freely and ride bikes and jump on a skateboard, if this was possible, what else is possible? You know, if, if human beings can learn to see with sound, what else are we capable of doing? So it sort of got me outside of that box of low expectations and I started just thinking and dreaming bigger for myself because it was the experience I never thought when I was losing my vision and decided person that if you ever told me that I would learn to see by interpreting patterns of sound instead of patterns of light you know, I would have just scratch my head and said get out of here but the fact that I started sort of developing this sort of adapting on my own and then when I had the great fortune of having some instructions, a role model who could show me as we were walking down the street of how to really implement my active listening in a whole new way. Um, not only did it teach me just how to listen to my physical environment, it also had big ramifications uh, relationally, you know, active listening to people. Because blindness 
for me becoming blind, it screwed up my life socially. People started treating me differently. How do I came? And, and it, that that whole stigma that everybody is familiar with. And for me being independent and using flash sonar, I was able to just even socialize and have more awareness of my physical surroundings to then be more socially friendly and be able to move around a room. Because when a blind person moves, it freaks out all the side of people. They think, <laughs> oh my gosh, they don't know where they're going. They're going to run into something. And you're Be-careful, like, wait a second. We, 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 we have training with dogs. We know how to get around. We, we're, we're skilled with our canes. Settle down, you side people. We're perfectly capable of doing this. Um, <laughs> I want I'm, that no, like, I, on a bumper sticker. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like the more so so the more the more visually impaired people just have more awareness of their physical environment, the more freedom of choice they have of how they want to interact. I tell you what, I am definitely going to follow up with you because I, I want to learn more and I want to uh, look into getting some training maybe. Great. I think training for Danielle, I'm a big supporter of training. And this would be so neat. I'm sure she would learn it and we, then tell others we can about train, it. We can train you too. Yes. Oh, you know have what? you ever had have you ever had difficulty walking around with the lights off? Well, I was going to say I'm married, so I have bad active listening. <laughs> well, there you go. The relational component could be helpful. Yes. That's what I'm thinking I need. I need to go back to reform school. There it is. I'm glad you found application so quickly. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brian Bushway from World Access for the Blind. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. To learn more about World Access for the Blind, go to worldaccessfortheblind.org. Brian, thank you for joining us. We hope we talk again soon. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great opportunity. Well, that's all for us this week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP Ink and Toner Cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer.